I'm Tucker, and this is Sceneplay. On this episode, we're going to start a new game. That game is No Boundaries, and it's by Mark Hobbs. See you on the other side. So we're going to play No Boundaries, which is a game by Mark Hobbs, who does less than three games. And No Boundaries is a game about the employees of Boundaries Books and Cafe, which given that we know the printed word is dead, is going to also be dead in a year, which is very sad for these employees because they won't have a job. And what we're going to do is review the details of the bookstore to begin. So boundaries, uh, actually, before we do that, we're going to introduce ourselves. And I'm Tucker. I'm the host. You've heard me before. I'm Lily. I'm new to this. And I'm excited. I'm Matthias. I'm not new to this, but I'm also excited. (laughs) Oh. All right, so we're gonna talk about Boundaries, and Boundaries is a national book retailer with hundreds of stores across the country. Ours is medium-sized, with between 20 and 30 employees in all. Boundaries sells new books and magazines, as well as related item- items such as bookmarks, journals, reading glasses, and etc. Each Boundaries location also has a cafe, which sells coffee, pastries, and other food items. So this is a question for us that we can discuss about our personal Boundaries. What's around our store? Are we an isolated part of a strip mall in the heart of, city, of a city or someplace else? I think, I mean, I think an interesting setting for our boundaries might be in the middle of one of those like kind of like kitschy shopping lanes in one of those like ritzy suburbs, like right outside a really big city. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like kind of mm-hmm. like the rye area where it's just like, yeah, it's like a super bougie stretch. Yeah, that makes but sense. It's like. I mean, that, that's the kind of places that you find these retailers anyway. Yeah, especially. And also those kinds of areas can become kind of creepy and desolate once yeah. things start going mm, out of business. Yeah, they're really they're really kind of spooky. Yeah, I like that. And then you get like a, a certain kind of clientele, but the people that are actually working at the bookstore might not be from that area. That area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's been my experience with them, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have extensive experience, Ty? Uh, no. So So where I'm from, like the bookstores are all in strip malls Mm -hmm. um and that's just a little too close to home because they're very depressing Um, (laughs) but i've like whenever i'm driving through uh like a small town like that like we usually pass through them on our way to rest stops i stop at the bookstore because like my parents are gonna be out like getting food or something and i'd rather like see what's around Mm -hmm. um and the bookstores are always fun because it's interesting the way that chains can sort of vary place to place Mm -hmm. and i think the really bougie suburbs are really funny because Again, like you said, like the, the clientele does not match the staff at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know, there's, there's something entertaining about it. Well, I hope we're all really excited to play both the employees and the staff. Oh, yeah. We have the opportunity. Uh, so what are the two stores to either side of this boundaries? I'm into the idea of a like dog washing venue. I don't know how that. people feel about that. It right, just came it, to mind. Is this like a like a like a grooming center? Or is this like a car wash for dogs? Like a like a grooming center. I would say if we're in a fancy suburb, it's gonna be you drop your dog off and they okay. get special treatment. Okay. I like that. We should save the car wash for dogs though, because that should come up not some, in this yeah. game, but, it, but I want to remember that for some other car wash for dogs. <laughs> and on the other side, we have a uh, a goth cupcake store. Oh mm. niche. Very niche. Very niche. <laughs> but it's also it's also like one of those stores that like makes fancy hats. It's like someone. It's like the pet project of like a couple. You know, they each had to get oh, their interest in so their like theme. Half of it is like a goth cupcake store, but they also <laughs> sell like really kitschy hats. I like it. I like it. 
I feel like that's the kind of story you'd find. Yeah, in like no, that feels that feels right. For sure, that feels very right. Like the same the same woman's owned it for thirty five thirty five years. years at this yeah, point. yeah. And it's just yeah. Moving on, our next question. We don't have a next question. Our next question is employee <laughs> creation. Okay. Wow, that, that one question and we go. Really quickly. I love it. All right. So uh, each person go ahead and grab an index card, mm-hmm. and I should get another pen. I might have one. I probably have a bunch. It's okay, so uh, each player has their own character who they alone will play. To create your character, take an index card and follow the following steps. The first question is, how do you feel about working at Boundaries? Share your answer with the group and write a note about it on your car- index card. Lily, you want to start? Mm, I'm still thinking. Apathetic. Apathetic? Not n- Not apathetic in what way? Is it... It's a job to be yeah. done, mm-hmm. I guess. It's not like anything really matters anyway. <laughs> Might as well work at a bookstore. I see the way your character is Eeyore. moving. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a different stance, which is like I have a, a dream of being a writer and I'm, I'm trying to like live out my kind of cozy nook with books, artistic dream. This feels very close to home, Lily. I yeah. don't like it. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play the establishment. I don't mm. like that. You play who even likes books anyway? Honestly, like they're kind of they're kind of gross and disgusting. But my uncle used to work here, and my dad worked here, mm. and my aunt works here, so. Mm. It was just, it was just the thing to do, I guess. The family business. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. And the next question. Would you rather have a different job than the one you currently have? What's your dream job? Share your answer with the group and write a note about it on your index card. Hmm. I feel like yours is pretty straightforward, Lily. Mine's pretty straightforward. I would want to be a writer um of maybe like yeah, I would say fiction, but also that could be coupled with like owning one of those bookstore cafe combo places. Mm. So I'm not I'm not too thrilled about being like in the underbelly, mm. but I do like the setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think my character would really like to do anything else because everything is equally terrible. Damn. <laughs> so probably like a philosopher or something like that. Yeah. I like public what's, intellectual. What's yeah, what's the public drunk? Town drunk. <laughs> Town drunk. drunk. Tucker? Um, I think my character so I think my grandfather was an oil tycoon and that uh. seemed to make a lot of money. So I think my character kinda wants to some my character's kind of been like cut off from the will in that way because of something their mother did and they want to try to weasel their way back in back into that oil tycoonery nice is it a, like it's a still existing oil tycoonery you think i don't know if they know that okay okay cool but like, there's could, there's some sort of family mythology th- going on yeah there's there's like there's supposedly a, a lot of money uh-huh. but because they were cut off they don't really know how much money and so he sort of has been reaching um, smell oil for a while now and All right. trying to figure out where that, where that money is and how he can get his way into Sounds it. Sounds great. 
He never will, by the way. Uh, should, <laughs> make, should make that very clear. Your future is set. Uh, and step three, what hat do you wear at the store? Choose one of the following jobs or make up your own. It should be a low-level position at the bookstore. Share your answer with the group and write on an index card. And the options are bookseller, book, not bookseller, bookseller, cashier, customer service, loss prevention, storytime reader, barista, janitor, shelver, receiving clerk, genre specialist, sign spinner, or gift wrapper. I think I'm going to go for customer service, like directing people to different sections of the store and, yeah, being there to answer questions. Uh, I guess I'll take barista (laughs) (laughs) unsurprising (laughs) Uh, and I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna take books bookseller I think this guy tries to sell or yeah this person tries to sell books like they're used cars oh I like that and I think it works more than it really should and the last question is four Let's be honest here. We're all a little messed up, okay? Each of us has a character flaw that comes with the workplace. What's yours? You can choose one of the flaws or make up your own. Uh, The flaws that they give are flirt, prankster, nitpicker, slacker, brown noser, control freak, drama queen, overshare, chatterbox, blabbermouth. I don't know how that's different from chatterbox. Bitter veteran or one-upper. You can also choose your own. I feel like it's it's in character as someone who's very apathetic about their job. Uh, not necessarily to be a bitter veteran, but to be very off-putting to customers. Yeah. And other people. And other people. Yep. Um, I think I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> that feels right. Sounds good. And... You know what? Let's be an oversharer. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to hear all about my search for the oil <laughs> money. I like that. All right. And now we get to a name. Anybody have a name in mind? I do, actually. Oh, do yeah. You? Cassie. Cassie. That's Cassie's cool. a good name. Mm-hmm. I think Daryl. Daryl? <laughs> yep. Is it Daryl or Darrell? Because those are very Daryl with, with a Y. Okay. Um, hmm trying to think what's properly like greg nice yeah it's a pretty standard name greg greg is done with everyone's shit (laughs) the number of gregs that have been on this podcast is really ridiculous yeah should i change it no absolutely not it's a great running bit (laughs) (laughs) that i I put no effort into it just happens i love it i love it great i think greg has been the antagonist to three different games at this point that's impressive There's something sneaky about the name. And so now, gender, age, and appearance. Mm. Cool. Uh, I'll start. Daryl is 17, male, and is a typical white dude. Greg is 42. He's tall, gaunt, has salt and pepper hair and a beard, and he always wears wrinkled and untucked clothes. No matter what clothes he puts on, they're instantly wrinkled and untucked. (laughs) Um, okay, Cassie is 26. She's got frizzy hair. She's white, wears a lot of clogs and floral patterned skirts. Always clogs, carries clogs a planner. Like the, the wooden clogs. No, no, no like, like a, 
like the mom shoe. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I got okay. you. Yeah, not not the the old French style. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I should add that Daryl wears like I found for some reason boundaries has like that dark green. It probably has a dark green aesthetic. I would assume. Yeah, all and bookstores do. Yeah, and so he wears mm. like a dark green long sleeve shirt and khakis. Nice. Because, and we're doing relationships now. Which is very sad because I originally wanted to say that Daryl hooked up with Matthias's character, but now that would be very weird. So we're gonna yeah, that is hold off on that one. Gap. That's a big yeah. age gap. Yeah. So successful work relationships are based on setting appropriate boundaries. As long as lines are ma- maintained, most of life's thorny situations can easily be avoided. Unfortunately, we haven't done a good job of this. Each of us has a dif- dysfunctional relationship with the characters to our left and to our right. That's everybody. These relationships exist because lines that should not have been crossed were, in fact, crossed. So you did something, so going over the line, we did something that we shouldn't have in every direction. Uh, What was that thing? And we're going to write about the cross boundaries. So we're just going to go here and do this. So, and so. The options they give is we stole something valuable from work. We hooked up once. We got into a fist fight at work. We did drugs together at work. We are secretly dating. I took credit for your successful idea at work. I told a lie about you to everyone else at work. I stole a friend or partner from you. I sabotaged one of your projects at work. I run a blog about you. I lied to someone about something important. I blamed you for a mistake I made at work. I ate your lunch out of the work fridge. More than once. <laughs> we can also make up our own. I I think I keep a blog about Greg. <laughs> I like that. I, Greg yeah. has no idea about it. Yeah. Greg doesn't use the internet. <laughs> I think I'm like continually pissed off by you because you don't match my energy. And I've just started to like write about it because that's... You know, it's my that thing. seems like something you would do. Indeed. So where do I write that on the whiteboard? Just just here. Yeah. Blog. <laughs> so, Tucker, I, I don't know if, if this would help you, but theoretically, Greg could have, through some miracle, have found a significant other and had a daughter or son that Daryl dated or is dating. That I'm secretly dating your son? Yeah. Okay, good. Are you good with that? Oh, I'm very good with that. <laughs> and you know or you don't know? Oh, I don't know. It's secret. secret. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that's keyword. Mm-hmm. I don't even know I have a son. <laughs> okay. No, I, I know I have a son. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who the son is from. Mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Wait, how does that work? How do you know about the son? Right? <laughs> not who the son is from. I just woke up one day and he was in my house. He's like, Dad. Dad. Yeah. Um, mm. No, no. I'll, yeah, okay. Well, so so Greg has a son uh, who's also 17. We'll make that that age scale more Beautiful. appropriate. What's their name? Uh, his name is... His name is Bartholomew. <laughs> Good. That seems right. Um, you can call him Bart if you want, though. Sounds good. Have you thought of one of your cross boundaries, Tucker? I'm thinking about it. So you've got you've got okay. the one for me. Which is the son dating? Yeah, okay. so we just need one. We just need like one between each person. Okay, it's not, they're not like directional. excellent, excellent. Oh, they're not okay. Great. Yeah. So what's our thing? Hmm. 
How how old are you again? I'm 26, okay. and you're 17. So you're nine years older. So it's probably something about work. Maybe you stole an idea of mine. If you're a control freak, that would make a lot of sense. That would that would make a lot of sense. See, I feel like that. It would be interesting if Daryl like wrote a short story that you had m- mentioned the idea for. Yeah. But I don't know if he's motivated enough to. Yeah. No, you know what? He is motivated. He he is motivated. He's just motivated in strange ways, and occasionally gets like bursts to do things. Okay. A lot. Because I don't want him to be too similar to Ty, to Ty's character. Yeah. So like right now he's obsessed with the oil tycoon thing. Mm-hmm. But maybe a couple, maybe like last year, okay. his thing was that he was, he really wanted to write short yeah, stories. Yeah, that's right, he's a teenager. He's yeah. like fluctuating. Yeah, but he's incredible. He was incredibly bad at coming up with original ideas. Mm-hmm. So he heard you talking about a thing. Yeah. And stole it. And what was the story about? Um, the story was about... It has to be some avant-garde nonsense. Avant-garde a dog nonsense. Car wash. What? A dog car wash. <laughs> a dog car wash. I think it was, so you de- you described this idea from, were you the one who was into philosophy? He's into philosophy. He's into philosophy. I was, but I, I like want to be a, a writer. Town drunk. So He's just a bitter, you... bitter, middle-aged man. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where it leads. Yeah. So, so something where you, you were talking about some greater idea of like temporality or something. Oh, heck yeah. And he wrote a story <laughs> that jumped around a lot in time, but involved like the same characters. And yeah, it was like a big piece about age and aging and how that works. Oh, I was thinking, and there yeah. are like some people who maybe, are aging one way and some people are aging the other way. Yeah. Maybe there's like this, yeah, like a couple, one of them has Alzheimer's. And they're mm-hmm. like realizing that their lives are moving in fully different directions. Oh wow! As they like, as they like like somehow for one for the one of them who has Alzheimer's, time has started going in a different direction. Oh man! It's like Benjamin Button meets The Notebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. So, God knows how Daryl dealt with that at sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't write it too well. <laughs> I think he didn't write too well, but it, like, for whatever reason, it really caught on. Like, like on the blog on, just like Aragon. Yeah, or yeah. yeah it's just like, like a terrible thing that caught on. <laughs> Chris Rapelian, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. I did like Aragon. I just didn't like the rest of them. And maybe it hasn't yet, mm-hmm. but it's going to catch fire this year. And I'm going to find out that you wrote the thing. Yeah. If I haven't. I don't already know. You don't already know. Okay. Do you, do you think that you're stealing my idea or do you not realize, like, <sighs> you know? I think you and him were talking about it mm-hmm. and he totally forgot that you talked about it. Mm-hmm. And then he went down to write something and was like, whoa, I have this great idea. Yeah. yeah I think that's funnier. I think yeah. it'd be in total yeah. denial that he stole yeah. the idea. That's like such a teenage boy move. Too. Yeah. yeah it really okay. 100%. Because you're not like mean. Yeah. Just dumb. Just not that smart. Indeed. And hormone filled. Okay, Derek, so I'll write a short story over here. All right. So what's the next step? Ty, do you think you can pull some gymnastics and no you probably can't turn your head far enough to read the program I'm an owl it's january 1st the store opens in an hour all of us have just arrived and are waiting around for a manager to show up and unlock the door there have been ups and downs for boundaries in the last few months sure but it seems like the ship is sailing in the right direction now all we need is patience and elbow grease and we'll get this company back on track or at least that's what management tells us Last night, the $1,000 suits at corporate went to a fancy gala to watch the ball drop. On the company's shrinking dime, no doubt. And what about you? Where were you on New Year's Eve? 
Together, describe your characters waiting outside the store and discussing what each of them did on New Year's Eve last night. Where were they? Who were they with? How do they feel about the year ahead? Once everyone has shared what they want to share, regular play begins. All right, cool. And just in general, it helps to have a, mi- a mildly different voice when you're speaking in character, just so you switch that's flipped, All I right. find, when you do that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even... It, you can just make it a little higher or a little lower. Just make make it so that it's not your normal speaking voice. So you're just you have a switch flipped in your head. And everybody good? So we're just in character describing our New Year's. Yeah. Cool. So I didn't realize that alcohol's so freaking gross. Like that was disgusting. I, the party was fun and everything, but I couldn't have more than like I couldn't have more than the shot. Your soul was that the first time you had enough. any alcohol? Like, yeah. Wow. No, I, I, I. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe I drank the year before. Could have mm. happened. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I started at age eight, I think. Of course, I you haven't did, stopped Greg. since. Oh, that feels like more sharing than I than I needed. But anyway, so <laughs> I, I I drank it, and then I talked to this girl, and. and <laughs> They all seem to like me, and that's just seems strange. And mm. but I mean, I do like girls. I think, mm. and it was it was a lot of fun. And then I drove home, and you drove home. Well, see, I had a lot of Daryl. I only had. Didn't we talked about this. It's good to get practice when you're young. That, Greg, please. I'm sorry. I just I, I wanted to get home. I didn't like all those people mm-hmm. there. They 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 think I'm weird. I wonder mm. why. I don't think you're weird. Yes, but. she does. Anyway, I was with my girlfriends from college. We got back t- together just to hang out. Uh, we played some board games. And, uh, you know, watch the ball drop on TV. Um, wasn't too special, but I had a really nice time. Yeah. It's nice. Greg, what did you do? I stayed at home and watched the ball drop with my friend, Jack. Jack Daniels. I had to stay up late to wait for my son, Bart. I think he went to some party or something, but I passed out before he got home. You oh. haven't really um, talked about Bart that much. And you don't need to. Oh, okay. Well, well, that's unfortunate. I like talking about my son. He's one of the few joys I have in the world. <laughs> well, yeah, but y- you don't deserve him. You're, you're mean to him, and, well, I've heard you're mean to him at home sometimes. How do you know my son? You don't go to the same school. He goes to the academy in the next town over. He played. I mean, kids always know each other, right? Yeah, that's just you just meet each other on like the schoolyard. Well, Bart's a bit of a loner. Takes after me, I guess. Not as b-word of a mother. Wow, Greg, really starting off the new year right, aren't we? This is how I start every year. Uh, Alone. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we have shiny characters to play with. <laughs> Jack. Jack Daniels. 
I feel like I need to figure out my where my control freak comes out. Well, I feel like if, if your pet project is to be a writer, mm-hmm. you'd be very controlling about the kinds of books that people read. Like you'd be yeah. very critical of their uh-huh. choices. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Not to put words in your mouth yeah. or words in your words. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. So role play. Role play is going to proceed in rounds. There are four rounds in the game representing the four fiscal quarters of the year. And each round consists of one turn per player. Uh, so follow these steps. One, to start a round, pick a player to choose a quarterly event. A new player does this each round. Pick each player to go first this round. The player chooses a scene type and frames the scene. When the scene is over, move clockwise to the next player. That player frames another scene. When all the players have done a scene this quarter, start a new round. When all four rounds are complete, move to the epilogue. So, uh, who wants to start with a quarterly... Who wants to start by choosing a quarterly event? Um, We have Boundaries adds a new product. Corporate implements new rules. Corporate cuts schedules and personnel. Corporate hosts a membership card contest. Boundaries teams up with another company. Corporate promotes from within. And corporate sends everyone to a team building day retreat. (laughs) Or Boundaries gets a new image. In order to connect with a younger audience, they do something. Does that speak to either of you? Any of those? The last, the, the corporate retreat... Or the rebranded, like the new image rebranding thing. I like the new image rebranding as one, but I think the I think cool. the the day retreat is the most fruitful. Yeah, yeah, because I think ba- I think boundaries <laughs> hasn't like totally it's like sliding, yeah. but it hasn't like dropped like into free fall no yet. Really, yeah. No one's really acknowledged the inevitability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It might, when it starts dropping the free fall, then it might start by making a new brand mm-hmm. image or something. Yeah, to I that like effect. that. I like that too. All right, so. So we're doing the, the retreat, and on your turn, you're going to choose a scene. I assume most of these are going to take place within the retreat. And the scene types you can choose are relaxing in the employee lounge, taking a smoke break, helping a, or helping a coworker with a customer or task. And so I guess the first question is, where is this retreat? It's like a Holiday in Hol- Ballroom. Yeah, Holiday in Ballroom. Beautiful. And, Yeah. There's a gas station across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of gas station is it? Does it have like one of those like really kind of sketchy convenience stores I would attached say not to it? like sketchy, but it's a convenience store, right? Okay. In a gas station. Maybe they yeah. go for snacks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I dig it. All right. And Lily, what is the first scene type? Um, can you read them again? I don't remember. So relax in the employee lounge. Mm-hmm. Take a smoke break. Or help a coworker with a customer or task. Help with a customer or task. Although we're at a retreat, so there wouldn't be customers, so maybe just a task. Yeah, it's like a team building activity. Yeah, yeah. Activity. All right. First, your character and one or more of the other player characters are helping a customer or helping each other with some task. And in this type of scene, you have to emphasize your character's flaw. Mm. Is is the t- important mechanical thing that happens? Okay. So I think should I describe what we're doing or just go for it? Yeah, describe okay. what you're doing. Say who's in the scene with you. Okay, so I, I think it's me and Greg. I guess you can be a part of it too, but I think the central thing here is like we're doing a, a dream development workshop <laughs> to get us like motivated. Love and that. I obviously am like so excited about writing and books and like this whole world of literature and you like won't fucking realize your dreams and it's pissing me off because <laughs> you're bringing me down and I have like a really specific vision for your life that and you don't and I'm like trying to make you get there. I'm a fan of that. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's play it. 
okay, so we just like journaled about this for 10 minutes. So like, what are you, what are you thinking? Right? Like dreams. What are your dreams? Uh, I don't really dream. I mostly just see blackness. Um, I guess, I mean, this might not, doesn't have to be literal, but like, what do you, maybe what, what do you want? The void, the calming embrace of the void. Just something to numb the pain. Anything, really. I did have a dream about going down to Murphy's, the Irish par on the corner of 5th and 9th. But that was about it. <clears throat> well, um, you know, I hear you. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, I don't really know how to respond that's but okay. i'm trying you don't need to i just i really i'm invested in this bookstore okay really i'm invested be. in the future of the publishing world this is my world okay well, it's a shit and i really i <clears throat> greg i'm really gonna need you to step it up and try and but we need to nurture the environment that we're working in if it's gonna keep going I'm don't you as is <sighs> nothing th- else is really going to change at boundaries nothing ever does ah, come on nothing where's the will. spark i think that so daryl has there are free sodas at this retreat uh-huh. of course and daryl has been crushing these sodas and peeing every 15 minutes <laughs> and so Daryl's getting back from one of his pee, pee breaks and walks up in his sweat stained uniform mm-hmm. and it's like Oh, hey, 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 guys, what, what are we talking about? Um, well, we just finished the dream journaling exercise, and, well, we're trying to talk about dreams, but it's kind of hard when some of you don't have dreams. Don't listen to her, Daryl. You seem like a bright young kid. Let me tell you something about these retreats. The easiest way to get through these retreats is, at this point, Greg rustles around inside his dirty shirt and the camera goes to a close-up of his hands and you see him pull out a bright shiny object is this my flask and daryl walks over looks at the flask and greg takes the flask and upends it into daryl's freshly opened soda it's much better this way at this point cassie's mouth has dropped open and she wrings her hands and brushes them through her hair because she's feeling really exasperated and decides she needs to take a lap around the room before she can try to engage again. <laughs> but she's hoping that maybe conversation with Daryl will be easier than with Greg. Cassie moves away and the camera stays with Daryl and Greg. And Daryl looks, looks at his soda, takes a sip and is like, I don't really like alcohol. It gives me the shits sometimes. It's like all this. It just, I have bad indigestion. And yesterday I accidentally, well, not accidentally. I'm trying to build up a tolerance, Greg. I really want, I really want to be able to do this thing. I don't need to hear this. Just drink. So you stop talking, please. Oh, Oh, but I don't, I I don't want to stop talking. Well, it doesn't really matter what you want. Well, I think it matters what I want. I want to be rich. You know, I was on the internet yesterday and I saw that smell oil is valued at over $2.7 billion. And I get a piece of that pie if I can find my Uncle Larry, who doesn't seem to exist anymore. But I'm going to find him and he's going to give me that money because it's owed to me. I deserve that money. It should be mine. Oh, Daryl, that's an interesting story. 
I'd ask to hear more about it if I cared, which I don't, so I won't. Cut. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> All right. And so now each of us get to frame a scene. And Okay. Um, what, what are the scene types again? Relax in the employee lounge, mm-hmm. uh, which is just so you can relax in the employee lounge. So you can be in the company. You can take a smoke break so you can move outside of the bounds of the company. Mm-hmm. Or you can do something or you can help a customer, help with a customer or a task. Okay. And this is, this is all within the company retreat still? Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, I'm going to choose take a smoke break. All right. And so in this type of scene, your character and one or more of the other characters are outside having a smoke or vape. When taking a smoke break, all characters must be completely honest about their thoughts and feelings. Even if your character doesn't smoke, they can still take smoke breaks. Okay. I think I think Greg has been trying to convince Joel to smoke and it hasn't been going well. Yep. I think I think Greg is trying to kick his smoking habit unsuccessfully. So he's trying to convince others to smoke, but won't smoke himself and instead just uses those Nicoderm patches. <laughs> and Cassie doesn't want to be alone, so she's out with them. But she really, really looks down on smoking and is excited to remind these boys how bad it is for their lungs. All right. All right. Sounds- the, scene, the scene begins with Greg crossing a busy street without looking either way, having just bought a pack of cigarettes and another pack of nickel patches from the gas station across the street. Cassie chases after him a little bit frantically because she's worried that he won't see the oncoming cars and feels a sense of responsibility for his safety. Daryl is sitting on his computer outside of the boundaries, or uh, no, outside of the Hilton, because this is during the retreat, and he's frantically typing at his computer. Hmm. Cassie... Why are you running at me? I'm just crossing the road. I just... You're going to hurt yourself one of these days, Greg. And you know what? I know we're not the best of friends. But that's going to be on my conscience. Why is it on your conscience what I do? It is my life and my choice. Oh, my God. I... You know, some people in the world just have basic goodness. What can I say? I think you should stop trying so hard because some of us do not want your goodness. Oh my god. Mm, a car goes by very close to both of you. <laughs> but in this Christ. case, I take your point. Did that, did that not even, you didn't even, that, wow. You must be operating on a totally different frequency than all the rest of humanity. I'm glad you finally get it. Wow. I'm alone in this world. What a, you have a son. He is alone with me. Wow. So Greg, Greg, gets, clo- Greg gets close to Daryl, and Daryl sees this at the last moment and quickly shuts the computer. He's like, oh, uh, hey, 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 Greg, uh, did you bring the uh, cigarettes? I did. Wait, are you about to give this boy cigarettes? Of course. Ugh, I can't grief. buy them myself. I'm 17. He's yeah, a young son, boy. And that's why you shouldn't start smoking cigarettes. Hey, I don't think the law has anything to do with anything. You know, one time I walked across the street while, the, while there were cars going by, and it was really exciting, and I really liked it. And the other time, I pissed in public. Wow. Nice. This sounds like a regular Tuesday afternoon for me. 
I'm, I'm trying to be more like you, Greg. It's really, it's, but it just doesn't seem to be in the cards for me, man. I would appreciate that if I cared, which I don't. Well, can I have a cigarette then? Do you have the money? Yeah. Yeah, he pulls out enough money to buy a pack of cigarettes and maybe a little more than that. <laughs> I appreciate you don't know what a pack of cigarettes costs. <laughs> of course, we don't know what state we're in, so you yeah, know, tax really for Virginia, not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, during this time, Cassie has taken out a small notebook and is take, has, has jotted down a few notes, but hurriedly puts it back into her pocket and then starts intently looking at Greg during this interaction. <laughs> What were you writing, Cassie? Oh, I mean, I just, you know, grocery list. Yep. Gotta go get food. Oh, what are you making for dinner tonight? Um, uh, soup. Broccoli soup. Yeah, bro- um, with some bread toast. Precisely wheat toast and broccoli soup. Yep. That sounds nourishing. <laughs> sounds really boring to Thanks, me. Thanks, Greg. What? You are welcome. What is that? You're ganging up on me again? Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cassie. Just sort of, That's okay, hon. I just do. I'm just trying to do my best and make money and be like cool and adult and grown up. I know. I know. There's Aren't nothing cool about being grown up or adult. It just means you are closer to the end. You really want to just kill the joy for all of us. Why are you even on this retreat? You don't care about this company. You don't, e- you don't even like reading. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Or have my pay docked. That's, money is everything. That seems very valid to me. Also, I told Bart you could have everything. the house this weekend. What about- So, I figured, let the boy have some fun. I certainly won't be. Bart has the house this weekend? Not not that it matters to me at all. Yes, and it doesn't. Uh, just exactly how long are you going to be out, perchance? As long as I'm on this goddamn retreat. Well, you know, we've got a couple more days, and I think we have a lot of things to work through, and I'm pretty excited, frankly. We're going to have so many workshops. Yay. Workshops. I think you'll come around, Greg. I really do. I really Even don't. if it kills you. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And I think I'm going to frame a scene that is with Cassie. I think that Daryl is going to take Cassie aside um, outside one of these things and mm-hmm. try to convince her to help let him like sneak o- be able to sneak away uh-huh. um, so he can be with Bart mm-hmm. while this retreat is going on. Okay. And Greg is asleep in his room. <laughs> this is all. He's, he's middle-aged. He needs his naps. This is true. This is very true. So I think we're walking out and okay. we, see, we see Greg go upstairs and Daryl sort of like tugs at Cassie's sleeve. I was like, hey, hey, Cassie, Cassie. Oh, aren't you so glad that Greg is finally going to sleep? Oh my God, that man is exhausting. But he's kind of fascinating, isn't he? I just, I feel like I don't understand him. I feel like he's a really wow, good model you, of what it what? is to be adult and grown up. Oh, um, Daryl, I, you, I don't. Well, anyway. I don't know about Ca- that one. Cassie, Cassie. Yeah? What's up? I, I'm feeling sick. Oh, what's wrong? Um, I feel like I need to get away from here for a Do you a have retreat. a stomach ache? Do you have a headache? 
Yes, I have, I a, have a little ache. bit of Sudafed. Do you want some medicine? It's both. Okay, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I actually happen to have a large first aid kit with me. Okay, Cassie, I can't. Uh, I'm not very good at lying. I don't feel sick. You don't. You don't. Oh no. Okay. I. What's going on? I'm with Greg's son. What? He's it, He's my boyfriend. Greg doesn't okay. know. Greg doesn't know. Greg yeah. can't know. No, Greg cannot. Greg, Greg, really Greg can't can definitely know. not know. We agree on well. that. No, you know, no. Yeah. Hmm. So you, you're hold, oh, Greg's son. You have something in common with Greg's son. Well, yeah. I mean, Greg's Greg's son is a lot like Greg in in a lot of ways. I mean, he's he's younger, but wow. there's something just there's something interesting there. He's a very. Does he speak? Like this all the time? Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, you know, I'm not going to judge you, but wow, this is a surprise. Yeah, so in that vein, can I don't, it's hard to see him a lot uh-huh. because a lot of the time, when Greg isn't working, Greg is at the house and that makes things difficult. And my parents, they, w- they wouldn't understand. Yeah, yeah. And s- you and know, changing generations. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. hard. We're so the young ones. We, we are the young ones. And they, 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 don't, they can't understand us. They'll never understand know, us. they really can't. It's, it's Greg un- especially. It's an unbridgeable gulf. It's mm, gulf. It's mm, a good word. But so, so can you help cover for me? While I get out of here? Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I really invested in this retreat, you know? Like, I I really, I want to help you. I just, I think that you could get a lot out of being here for these workshops. I think I could get a lot out of not being here for these workshops. I, are, are you the type of person who would stand in front of love with a capital uh, L? Terrell, you're pulling at my heartstrings. That was the goal. Yeah, I know, but really, I mean, you're one of the only people working at this books tour right now that's actually going to put some effort in, and you know that I need this in order to advance my career as a writer. Yes, so yes, we know you want to be a writer, just, and I want to be I, rich. Yeah, I'm, what, I'm just saying, what's in it for me? So if you help me with this mm-hmm. then i will read that book you've been talking the the oh, leadership one oh you will uh-huh and I'll all the ex- chapters all the chapters you can okay. quiz me if you want okay and and you'll learn what the different genres are i'll i'll learn all the different genres i'll will you join my book club Daryl, join the book club or no covering. Cassie, that's come on. We're a great group, okay? There's five of us. But you once read. A, it's just once a month. We need a new voice. Can I spark notes the books? Fine. And Done. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And that ends that quarter. Sweet. I'm glad we ended with a break from Greg because I I could use a break. (laughs) Greg's not the best. Greg's a lot. He's pretty definitively the worst. Mm -hmm. Yep.
Hey guys, thanks for listening. Again, that was No Boundaries. It's a game by Mark Hobbs. And if you like the show, go ahead and leave a rating on iTunes, or you could go and find us on Facebook or Twitter. And the best way to get in contact with me is to email me at sceneplaypod at gmail.com. And now, I have a poem for you. This is from Arcadia, by Tom Stoppard. Thomasina. But instead, the Egyptian noodle made carnal embrace with the enemy who burned the great library of Alexandria without so much as a fine for all that is overdue. Oh, Septimus, can you bear it? All the lost plays of the Athenians. Two hundred, at least, by Aeschylus, Sophocles, and Euripides, thousands of poems. Aristotle's own library brought to Egypt by the noodle's ancestors. How can we sleep for grief? Septimus. By counting our stock. Seven plays from Aeschylus, seven from Sophocles, nineteen from Euripides, my lady. You should no more grieve for the rest than for a buckle lost from your first shoe, or for your lesson book, which will be lost when you are old. We shed as we pick up, like travelers who must carry everything in their arms, and what we let fall will be picked up by those behind. The procession is very long, and life is very short. We die on the march but there is nothing outside the march, so nothing can be lost to it. The missing plays of Sophocles will turn up, piece by piece, or be written again in another language. Ancient cures for diseases will reveal themselves once more. Mathematical discoveries, glimpsed and lost to view, will have their time again. You do not suppose, my lady, that if all of Archimedes had been hidden in the great library of Alexandria, we would be at the loss for a corkscrew? I have no doubt that the improved steam-driven heat engine that puts Mr. Noakes into an ecstasy, that he and it and the modern age should all coincide, was described in Papyrus. Steam and brass were not invented in Glasgow. Now, where are we? Uh, let me see if I can attempt a translation for you. At Harrow, I was better at this than Lord Byron. Yes, uh, the barge she sat in, like a burnished throne, burned on the water, and the something, the poop, was beaten gold. Purple the sails, and what's this? Uh, Oh, the perfumed, so perfumed, that the winds were lovesick with them, the oars were silver, which to the tune of flutes kept stroke, and made the water which they beat to follow faster, as amorous of their strokes. For her own person, it beggared all description. Thomasina. I hope you die. 